Thanks for tuning in today to the voice of His Word. In today's episode, we will be learning from God's Word how to deal with conflicts and why we need to. Let's tune our hearts and our ears to the voice of His Word. Let's turn in our Bibles today to the New Testament, to the Gospel of Matthew. We'll start our discussion, our study today in the Gospel of Matthew. And let's pray before we open God's word. Father, we, we thank you. Thank you so much for the light of your word to our lives. I thank you for the practical counsel and the practical insight that your word offers to us. And I thank you for your right hand in our life to uphold us and to guide us. He said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he stumbles, he shall not utterly fall because the Lord upholds him with his right hand. And we thank you today. We ask that you will release your spirit upon us. Pour out your spirit throughout this time upon every person listening. That you may make your words clear. You may make your words known. And your words will be written in our hearts and in our mind. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I just want to share with you guys, share some practical things on how to deal with conflicts, uh, how we deal with correction and and hoping today with the help of the Holy Spirit we'll find how to effectively deal um, with sin, trespass, differences, misunderstandings. Not just how but why. Why why is it that we have these issues and 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 hope to find some comfort today as well as counsel through God's word. And so today I want to start with a passage from the Gospel of Matthew. And these are the words of Jesus Christ. And he has something to teach us today. And I praise God because Jesus knew what his church, what his people needs. And we'll find today that these principles apply not just in church, but in any relationship, whether it's marriage, uh, whether it's in family, it works because it's the word of God and it's alive and it's active. Matthew chapter 18, and we'll go from verse 15 to 17 to start today. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a tax, like a heathen and tax 
collector. Now, Jesus is teaching his disciples and sharing with them on the whole issue of forgiveness. And there's a lot here, I believe, if we would lay hold of, if the Holy Spirit helps us and we find grace from God to understand this and to apply this, that there is much that we can gain in moving forward in our lives, moving forward as a church, moving forward in relationships, moving forward in marriage and family. Because these are practical steps and, and, and we will trust God today. Now he starts by saying, moreover, he's starting with the fact that if your brother trespasses against you, and I like that it's a brother, it's someone related to you, someone dear to you, someone intimate to you. And, and I've shared this with people oftentimes I've come to find in my short years on the earth that only the people that are close to me have the potential to hurt me. Only the people closest to you, the people who you cherish, the people who have an open door to your heart, the people who hold a space in your heart, these are the people that can actually hurt you. You know, if you're walking down the street or you're in the marketplace or you're somewhere and someone says something to you that you have no relation to and they say something offensive, it may bother you for a little bit at most, but because that person doesn't have a relation to you or you're not intimate with that individual, it won't really hurt you. But like someone that's close to you, it, it has the potential to hurt you or to wound you. So Jesus says, if your brother trespasses, if your brother sins against you. Now, this is where he's going. He's talking about how to correct, how to restore. He says, that, and, and the first thing I want us to look at here is, he says, go and tell him your, his fault between you and him alone. You and him alone. Do not, you know, most of the culture today, we do not go and tell our fault to the person alone. Uh, we will go and mention it to somebody else. And as actually, when we go a little further, you'll find that Jesus speaks on taking two or three, but we'll find out why. Now, Go and tell it to him alone. Don't don't take the issue between you and an individual to many people. Don't take the offense and the issue and begin to speak it here and there and everywhere. Proverbs 6 says that there are six things, yeah, seven things that God hates, and one of them is a, is one who sows discord among brethren. When you don't go to this individual and speak to them alone, just you and him or you and her, and, and you're dealing with this with them in a private setting, but you make it public. You see, we make it public before we even deal with it privately. We have to deal with it privately first. You know, don't take it everywhere. When you take it everywhere, you begin to sow discord. You begin to taint the minds of people about the individual. You begin to put a lens 
on the minds and on the eyes of people that when they see such an individual they're only seeing them through the eyes of what you said to them and if you have been trespassed if you have been if they've sinned against you they hurt you let me tell you if you're saying anything to anybody else you're speaking from hurt more than likely you're speaking from anger and you are not spreading a healthy thing you're not planting healthy seeds you're planting bad seeds you're planting seeds that could potentially grow up into roots of bitterness so jesus is saying here first i want to note hit you and him alone don't you know it's very easy to take your fingers and post on facebook i know we post on facebook we make it public. You never dealt with it biblically. And I'm speaking to Christians. I'm speaking to believers because this happens. We post about what we're feeling. You know, we're in a generation and a time where we just take and post how we feel uh, uh, very, very hastily, you know, and it, we make it a public matter. And, you know, I, you hear posts and what people say and you can... You can almost discern that most of it is coming from unresolved issues. People never dealt with it alone. People never dealt with it between individuals alone first. No, they went to Facebook, they went to a WhatsApp status, they went to Twitter, whatever it is, and they posted and they tweeted publicly before they dealt with it privately. So Jesus is saying here, first and foremost, the word of God is saying today, go alone person and and this happened several you know for years and i've listened to people and i've seen people for years dealing with the same issues in family in relationship even in churches and you know why we refuse to go and mention what the issue is and i can tell you from experience even if we drag our foot or we take too long with this it could become uh, uh, and time bomb waiting to explode. Go to the individual alone. I pray that the word of God this morning and the spirit of God today would, would touch our hearts and would help us that we may begin to find peace again in relationships and in our own lives in Jesus' name. Now let's go to verse 18. Sorry, verse 16. But if he will not hear you, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Now, this is where Jesus is saying, if someone will not listen to you, so you've dealt with it you've went privately to this individual but they won't listen to you you know it doesn't matter how you try to say something to some people they just won't see it we're so in love with our own opinion we're so in love with the way we see things that you just can't see and there's a scale over the eyes of people sometimes it's a blind for some people's hearts are very hard and, and no matter how you tell them what the issue is and I want to stick a point here before I go forward that the truth will hurt but the truth brings healing you know if you have a scar on your hands or your or, 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 or on your foot 
and you they will recommend that you clean the wound that it doesn't get infected so you clean it with we have today peroxide we have alcohol and you throw peroxide or alcohol into a wound it stings it stings that wound but let me tell you it's cleaning that wound and it's all a part of the healing process of that wound the truth will sting but the truth stings faithfully it's the truth comes with a a sincere and trustworthy sting onto healing now you mentioned something to someone and they just aren't seeing what you're saying uh you know you tell people their fault they're very self-defensive uh they can get very they can very much likely to justify themselves and, and i want to say even for all of us and i'm inserting myself in this when we seek to justify ourselves when we seek to defend ourselves you know you're not growing you're missing it you're not seeing and the fleshly nature the fleshly part of us does not like correction but we need to pray and ask god to give us this heart that can accept correction now take one or two more with you so this individual didn't listen so now jesus is permitting us to go to speak the issue to one or two more now i want to also say something here why do you go to tell other people about the issue between you and somebody else what's your heart you know we could even say i'm struggling i'm struggling and i need to talk about this honestly sometimes we just want to gossip sometimes we just want an excuse to to defame someone or to bring down someone but there are times sincerely it's genuinely grieving you and you want to restore this relationship you want to see things right jesus is saying go to one or two more witnesses so even before we approach one or two more what is our heart what is our motive in speaking do we really want to make it right or we just want to spread this issue you see we need to be mindful we need to to be honest with ourselves we need to search our hearts we need to ask the holy spirit to search our hearts why am i mentioning this to other people now i like that he mentioned take one or two more witnesses witnesses and, and this word witness to me is saying two things this one i want to share with you one the first one is is somebody or two people who are identifying the same thing that you are seeing so we're not ganging up on people we're not trying to get a mob against somebody that's not what jesus is saying here we're not raising dissensions we're not raising groups no it's just somebody who is identifying and witnessing the same thing and when i hear the word witness i think about somebody who is spiritual i think about somebody who is saved i think about somebody who is holy spirit filled i think about somebody who is mature in the lord you know jesus said you shall be my witnesses to the end of the earth somebody who has been called who is in a relationship with jesus so you're not taking your issue to somebody who isn't spiritual i i i feel i need to say today several times christians speak about issues in the church to people who aren't even christians i mean what 
do we expect to gain by doing that? What do we expect to accomplish? You know, you're taking in-house issues, out-house. I mean, honestly, that isn't helping the body of Christ. You are actually defaming the body of Christ. So, whatever issue, whatever offense, Jesus isn't saying today, ignore it. He's not saying today, uh, uh, you know, leave it like that. He's giving us a prescription. He's giving us practical steps in how to deal with these things. Take one or two more witnesses, spiritual, mature, believers, And then Jesus says, even if he refuses to hear, you know, and I, I feel my heart moves for this individual who isn't listening. He says, tell it to the church. You see, now it has become a public matter and I want to even define this public matter here because it's not taking it to a church on a Sunday morning in front of an entire congregation. That's not what I hear from the heart of God through the scripture. Take it to the eldership. Take it to the body of leaders, elders, their deacons, their stewards, their teachers, their pastors, their people who are grounded mature he says take it to the church to the leadership of that church take it to a you know if i want to say a council of people and if he refuses to hear them then let him be to you as a sinner or a tax collector now I want you to see something from this scripture here today. This individual went through three different points of opportunity to repent of his sin. And I want to say that from the first point where you went privately and then you went to one or two more witnesses and then you went to the church there's a space where we need to give people a chance to listen and to restore. We need to give people a chance to hear and we need to give them a season and a time to make it right. We need to give them a space. You know, in the New Testament, in the book of Revelations, in the seven messages to the, to the churches, Jesus said, you tolerate that woman Jezebel there who calls herself a prophetess. He says, I gave her time to repent. I gave her time to repent. We studied David and Nathan in our series uh, two weeks earlier and we found that from the time of conception to when Nathan came, David had time to make it right. So I'm saying today we need to be patient as well. We pray that people will hear when we, need, when we mention what we need to say to them. But we need to give them 
space. We need to be patient with them. We need to give them space to repent. This individual went through different grids of grace. First, with the private, he had a chance to go before God, but he didn't hear. God is still being merciful to this individual. Go to one or two more. He's still not hearing. God is still being merciful to this individual. Take it to the eldership. Still not hearing. Uh, you know, I need to say life. Life is a cycle. But you don't have to live in cycles. What I mean by that is seasons come. Trials and temptations will come in this life. They will come and they'll go. They'll come and they'll go. Life is a cycle. But you don't have to live in a cycle. What I mean is, whenever it comes around, you have already overcome it once. You can overcome it again. I'm saying, some people live in cycles all their life. They never hear. They never accept correction. They never grow. It's just over and over in one cycle for years all because they refuse to listen jesus is saying and not me but the word of god and as we've heard in our study last week when we dealt with akon and the man from corinth let him become an outsider to you because an in such an individual has potential to damage other people such an individual has potential to bring great damage to the public cause of the church because he's not listening or she's not listening. It has the potential to weigh down everything else. So I want us to note as we move away from here, an important point that, hey, this person had so much opportunity to think about what they've done and to repent, but they didn't repent. So Jesus is saying an individual like this, put them out. And he's not putting them out onto condemnation, but as we read last week in 1 Corinthians 5, hand his flesh over to Satan that it may be destroyed, but his soul might be saved. God still has a plan for this individual. God has a way of dealing with this individual. God is faithful and he knows how to deal with such individuals. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. It's not for us to repay, but we're going to obey what God says. Let's move from here to the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians. And take one verse from here. We'll draw some issues, some points from here. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. New King James Version reads, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, I want us to note the word spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Brethren, again, speaking to the church, speaking to believers. If someone is, and note the word overtaken, this person is, is in bondage, this person is stuck. This person is just 
in sin, in a fault, not willing to listen, they're just stuck in a fault. They're stuck in a in a in a in a cycle. They're stuck in a in a in a place. You who are spiritual, I want to deal with that word spiritual. If you look in the world today, as we have social media and news and all these things, there are several people who can speak the truth of the reality today. In other words, if there's corruption in the government, it doesn't take a believer, it doesn't take a born-again Christian to say that there's corruption. It, If there is something going wrong in any era of uh, the, the, the life that we're living someone who isn't spiritual can actually see what's wrong now let me go back to the garden after the fall and Adam and Eve sinned you know Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent that was the flesh the flesh can point the finger but the flesh does not have the potential to bring restoration see it's one thing to say the fault but it's something else to restore flesh and blood does not have potential to restore people in the beginning it said God created the heavens and the earth and I like that because God was upon the face of the deep the Bible says there was darkness, formlessness, confusion. There was disorder. But God restored order. Only God can restore order to our lives. Only God can restore order to relationships. Only God. Only through his love and his Holy Spirit. So he's saying you who are spiritual. Flesh points out the wrong you know i love the difference between the first adam and the second adam the first adam said it's your fault you fix it the second adam said you messed up but i'll fix it that's jesus christ we sinned we fell short he came from heaven to earth to restore us into a right relationship with god that we may spend eternity with him we dropped the ball we sinned but he made it right. First Adam, nah, God, it's the wife you gave me. You guys sort this out. I'll go over here and make some fig leaves. You who are spiritual, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes the power of Christ, the power of God, the power of his word to restore. And I want us to see the heart here. It's to restore we speak the truth with the hope to restore people who are Christians and people who aren't Christians. We want to restore them to a right relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the heart. It's a ministry of reconciliation. It's a ministry to restore, to bring back. It says in a spirit of meekness, gentleness. Not harshly, but in gentleness. And I believe all can work towards this. All can work towards 
being gentle in our approach and speaking the truth. And then he says, considering yourself. In other words, you and I are in the same life. We're in the same earth that this individual who is struggling is in. So, Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. Now, we're not saying that we won't call things for what it is. But when we condemn someone, and I've learned this the hard way, when you begin to condemn someone in an area of life, it's a matter of time before you lose grace in that area and you find yourself struggling with the same thing that individual struggled with. Now, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. The Bible says, let him who thinks he stands, take he lest he falls. It's very easy to slip into self-righteousness. It's very easy to slip into that type of mentality that I am above, that I'm superior you know, he's dealing with this mindset and this spirit of superiority. It, wherever we are standing strong, I need to say, wherever you are standing strong today in the Lord, it's the grace of God. Never forget where God has brought you from. It's easy for us to forget where God has brought us from, all the things that God has forgiven us for. You who are spiritual, it says, considering yourself. In other words, tomorrow, if I'm not careful, I could fall down flat on my face. I actually have, I'm not exempted from temptations. I'm not exempted from trial. It's only the grace of God that gives me the strength and the power to stand. We're not taking away from speaking the truth. We're not taking away from addressing, but it's the how. It's the how. This verse is dealing with how. Gently, lovingly, cautiously, taking heed to yourself. I like considering yourself. Jesus said, do unto others as you have them do unto you. Whatsoever you have men do to you, do ye also to them. How would you want someone to handle you when you have uh, sinned, when you have offended, when you're not doing it right? Take a minute and think, how would I want this individual? How would I want to be handled? How would I want to be treated? Consider yourself. Consider yourself. Now I want to go over to one more passage as we begin to wind down for today. I want to go to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4 and verse 3. Ephesians 4, verse 3. Endeavor, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring to keep the unity. The word endeavoring or endeavor mean it, it speaks to applying yourself. It speaks to effort. It speaks to exhort to ex exert one's self. It speaks to diligence. A conscious effort. It takes work to maintain right relationships. It takes individuals 
who are intentional to keep walking in an intimate relationship with people. You have to be intentional in relationships. First with God, of course, what he's saying to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. The world we live in today is a fallen world. And I'm not using any form of excuses here. We are flesh and blood. From time to time, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we may offend each other. We may trespass against each other. We're going to step on each other's toes. Things are going to happen. We're going to misunderstand each other, whether in marriage, with your children, in church, at work. We are going to have conflicts. And it takes effort. That doesn't mean the relationship can't work. That doesn't mean you can't move forward. Actually, dealt with it rightly, you grow. You know, some people hop from church to church looking for a perfect church. And I want to tell you there's no such thing as a perfect church on this side of glory. But I want to say the perfect church is a church that God wants you to be. And I want to say let's be part of a church that's being perfected. A church that's growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. A church that's growing in the stature and in the fullness of Christ. A church who is growing. You see, when you move from a church because you had an issue at that church, you missed your lesson. You missed what God wanted to show you. You missed. You missed it. And you go on to another body of believers and you find that, hey, more than likely the same issue may come up, but you did not grow. So the issue is still there. You need to realize the issue is you. It's not, it's you. And there are times, sincerely, God moves us from a church. God sincerely leads people on. Seasons change. and But when God does things, he's a God of order and it's never in confusion, right? So we, we hop around looking for perfect churches. I want to talk about a, perf, a church that's been perfected. It's a church that conflicts come. Issues come, misunderstandings come, but they turn to the word of God. They are willing to deal with it the way God wants to deal with it. They're willing to accept fault. They're willing to humble themselves. They grow and move on. A perfected church is a progressing church. Let's be a part of a progressing church, a church who's progressing in the growth spiritually in Jesus Christ. A perfected church is a progressing church. That's the church I want to encourage you to be a part of a Bible-believing, Jesus-lifting, Holy Spirit church. Not saying, hey, Jesus said it. The gates of hell will, they will push against the church, but it won't prevail. Things are going to happen. It's just how we deal with it. And if we're willing to deal with it, Humble it honestly and move on. Endeavor. Endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Make an effort. And making an effort means sometimes I need to go to such to someone or someone will come to me and say, This is what you did hurt. And and when you said this, it made me feel like this. 
and you're working things out. You know, I've come to learn, and I want to sh- leave this with you as we close off, as we begin to wind down to pray. If you value people, if you truly value the relationships in your life, then you'll make an effort to work towards those relationships. If truly you know that God has brought people in your life and it's something worthwhile, worth fighting for, then you're gonna, these things are going to happen. And God has spoken to us in how we can deal with it today. Endeavor. Make an effort to work out things with the people in your lives and around you. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, thank you. Your word is so alive and active, practical. And and just pray that it would come and flow with grace in our hearts. That your word will multiply onto individuals to bring growth, to bring restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for allowing us and helping us in these weeks in dealing with correction and condemnation. And I pray even as we bring this series to a conclusion that your Holy Spirit will continue to help us to even see more things, to learn more things. Uh, That it's not just in these weeks that we study, but there's so much more that your word has and so much more we can learn. And so I just ask your blessing over every individual today that help would come to them in relationships that they're dealing with in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Friday, we have our five-minute devotional. You can uh, like the Facebook page, uh, Voice of His Word. And feel free to email us at voiceofhisword.com. Dot 19 at gmail.com with comments, uh, feedback. And we always love to hear how God's word is reaching you. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And if you're on the broadcast list on WhatsApp, feel free to forward the link and share the blessing of God's word. God bless you.